Hello and welcome to Driven for Purpose. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, an evolutionary lifestyle coach helping guide you towards deeper states of transformation, providing you with tips, tools, and resources to support you every step of the way. Thank you for joining and enjoy the show. This is a podcast that I feel is long overdue. And I was sitting at dinner tonight having a conversation with a girlfriend of mine. And she was asking me about being in an open relationship. And, you know, why I choose to be in an open relationship. And she knows me and she knows Sprout and she really loves our energy together. And she was kind of just asking, like, what's what's been your journey with open relating and why do you choose to be in an open relationship and how did it change you know how did you decide that this is what you want and this is what you stand for and I felt inspired to share with you on the podcast those of you who tune in the history and the background and the reasons why I choose to be in a committed open relationship I get a lot of people asking me, like, well, you don't want him to just want you. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons, both personal history as well as consciousness and experience that come into play. So I'll start back with kind of my history in dating. Um, I was in a relatively serious long-term monogamous relationship probably about five or six years ago now, even longer than that. And what I found was that the relationship that I was in was actually very controlling. And this was not the first time that I had attracted this type of a man. My relationship before that, I was also in a very controlling relationship, very jealous relationship. And then my relationship after my long-term, relatively controlling, jealous relationship, I was in another relationship with someone who was um, controlling and incredibly jealous. And, you know, it was after being with these three men, you know, back to back to back, who were seemingly confident on the outside and very insecure on the inside. It was after, you know, dating with the same type of man over and over and over again that I really had to begin to look at myself and what is attracting me to this type of person? Like, why do I keep falling for these men who really just want to control me? I mean, it was to the point where I couldn't have other guy friends. I couldn't be in relationships with other men. They were convinced that every man wanted to sleep with me. And that, you know, a lot of this was coming from, actually every single one of them was coming from the fact that they had been cheated on before. And... I allowed this control to happen because I was under the belief of what love should look like and um, trying to continue to fit the fairy tale model of boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, girl and boy get married, they give, you know, get a house and live together and happily ever after. And, you know, my background with my parents, they were both divorced from a really long time. My mom has been married and divorced three times. My dad 
similar. I mean, like there's not a lot of history of successful relationships, let's say in my family. There's a couple, but not a lot. And, um, after leaving, um, my, my, the third (laughs) clone of my last relationships, I decided that I never wanted my love to be controlled or owned or coveted again, that it was incredibly depressing to feel as though my love, which I have so much of it, can't be shared openly and freely. I was living in San Francisco at the time. This was six years, four, four years ago. And um, very, the San Francisco Bay Area is a very poly community, very polyamorous. I was, you know, teaching and in the Acker Yoga community, which is also very open and very poly. And it's a very fluid community. And I started just dating men who were in this open field. And I remember my first connection with a guy who, who considered himself as Polly and he really wanted to date me. And, you know, I didn't really have a, a for or against polyamory. I knew that I never wanted to be controlled again by a lover. And I decided to be in relationship with this guy, even though I didn't identify as Polly. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I can date you. Like you're date, you're doing a really good job at dating me and we're not even like together. And you, you, you're open and you're already giving me enough attention. So I, I don't really have a reason for you not to date another woman. And what I realized while I was in this relationship, I knew it wasn't going to last because there was just too many differences in our, in our personalities, but we were dating and we were compatible sexually and I had fun with him. And, you know, what I realized was that this man had so much to give. I mean, he gave me so much energy, attention, love, presence, connection. And in fact, it was so much that if he wasn't dating someone else, it would have been too much. It would have been too much for me to receive. And what's challenging is that, you know, when I was in this relationship, for instance, I I asked him what, like, why do you choose to be poly? You know, why do you choose to be poly? And he said, look, he's like, if, if you have a best friend, you don't get mad if that best friend is hanging out with their other best friend. So why do we do that in relationships? Why do we think that, that if you are with someone, that's the only person that you need to be with? Why does when sex get involved, we all of a sudden become possessive or jealous of the person and who the person's hanging out with? Because if you have another best friend, you're never upset if they're going to go hang out with another best friend. And then I started, you know, really questioning my friends who are in this field. Why is it that you choose to be open? And being in this field, realizing that this man has so much to give and I'm full. You know, I was really focused on my business at the time. I really enjoyed hanging out with my community. I couldn't handle more of him. And why would I ever, if he has so much love to give, why would I ever want to prevent him from giving all of his love to whoever is ready to receive it in whatever way? And so this was my first kind of introduction with 
being in a poly field and being with someone sexually intimate with someone and you know the sex drive with us was so high and I mean he would hang out with the other woman and then hang out with me and he still had so much to go around and you know we had been talking about um how he's actually has a really a high sex drive and um, you know, he can make love with me and make love with another woman and it actually can kind of increase his own sex drive. And so I thought at the time, like, I'm like, okay, well, I don't really like this person that much. So that's why I can do this. But I really liked the concept and the idea. So then I left to go traveling again and I continued to say, you know, I, I want to be realistic. I believe in open love. I don't want my heart to ever be controlled or coveted or owned. I don't know what that looks like, but I know what it feels like. And when you're traveling, I mean, this time I left for two years. And when you're traveling, the reality or it's a very small percentage that you're going to meet someone who has a similar life path with you that you're deeply connected to physically, emotionally, spiritually, culturally enough to where you can build a life together. And it happens, obviously. But, um, it's a smaller percentage. I mean, you meet a lot of people and sometimes you have a day with them. Sometimes you have a week. Sometimes you have a month or a couple months. But most often you meet people from different countries with different lives and you would end up having to, you know, live a life together in a different country or go to their country or vice versa. So I remember connecting with a man and, um, it was beautiful. He was Spanish. He, it was, we were super sexually attracted to each other and we made very hot, sexy, romantic, passionate love together. But then after I really felt like it was just sex. And what I really was calling in was something so much deeper. And this was when I really began to commit to the path of Tantra. And at the time, I didn't fully understand what tantric love was, but I knew that the level of depth that I was ready to reach in my sexual experiences wasn't and had not yet been met. Yes, I had good sex. Yes, I had amazing orgasms and passion and all of this, but it wasn't really fully meeting my soul. So this is when I committed to the path of Tantra and I started doing a lot of work and a lot of reading and honestly, as soon as I started committing to this path, different rituals would just come through me. I would, I met a man and we had such a deep connection and we ended up, this was my first Tantric partner and I didn't even fully know that what I was doing at the time was creating um, Tantric or holding Tantric spaces and when we finally did have sex, it was so orgasmic and in sync and in tune the entire time. So going back to why I choose to be in a not in a committed non-monogamous container is because when I met this man, we were both very honest with each other. We were both on our journeys, discovering ourselves, finding ourselves, deepening and our, you know, awareness. And there was a very powerful connection that we both couldn't deny. And realistically, we were like, look, we're on our own self-exploration journeys. So I don't ever want to hold you back from being with someone if you have a connection. And realistically, we can continue to, to relate, but at some point we're probably going to move in different directions. And 
I want to still be open to relating with you if that's what wants to come through. But I don't want to be naive and unrealistic that like because we're together, we can create this whole vision of how now we need to like move our lives to fit around each other. Like it just didn't make sense. So we traveled together for about five months and lived together throughout India and Thailand and Vietnam. And through our travels, I remember meeting a man. We took a massage course in Thailand. And I remember connecting with another acro yogi. And we had such a good connection. We had a lot of fun time. And he was attractive. And um, there was some energy there. And I remember my partner at the time, Michael, he looked at me and he was like, Hey, if you want to connect with Greg, you can. Like, I mean, I can feel that there's like some energy there. And, and I'm totally okay if that's what you want to do. And it was in that moment where I was given permission. It's like I had this idea of what I wanted to create and cultivate, but I was still so deeply conditioned by all the wounds that I had had from all the partners who were so jealous and upset if I even flirted or connected or talked to another man. To being in the presence with my lover at the time, giving me permission in that moment that if I wanted to go connect with or be sexual with another man, that he was totally open and okay. And that was when I just, like, wow, so many parts of me felt so seen and so acknowledged. And even though I actually wasn't desiring to be sexual with Greg at that time, the fact that my partner could look me in the eyes, call out, point, and name that there was an attraction and be okay with me exploring it and stating that verbally felt like such an incredible relief. It felt so expansive in my body in my heart and it only actually grew my attraction for Michael even more and you know we continued to journey on for a few more months after that and we had a deep 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 soul love like this was my first I feel like really deep in an essence of soul connection vibration maybe having been together in past lives before but also knowing that Michael was a couple years younger than me and the realistic like he needed to date more and be in more relationships and I was his first love and you know there was all these 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 real realistic aspects that I knew that there was a chance Michael and I could be together again but the reality is the time space continuum probably wasn't adding up but I was open to it Long story short, Michael decided to leave um, to go back to the States and I continued on my journey. I was so full at that moment. I This was my first tantric love, my first deep, like really, even though I was with other partners for years, I really felt that I had reached a new level of intimacy with this man. And of course, at this point, I'm so full. I'm not looking for anything. I get to India. I go back to India, you know, after being gone, traveling for six months and I was... I get to India and lo and behold, as I'm not meeting or looking for anyone, I meet someone. And again, I'm in this experience where I'm realistic about the fact that most of the men that I'm meeting, chances are, are probably, you know, on their own journeys and in their own path. But if I'm, I'm open to receiving something, if I really meet someone, I really feel a deep connection, then I'm open to exploring it. And so I meet this man and instantly there was such an attraction. Um, a physical attraction, yes, but an energetic attraction. Like, wow. 
And I remember being like, yeah, but I'm so full. Like I'm, you know, and Michael and I were still in contact and, um, I'm like, I don't really need anyone else. I feel very full. And I could not deny this connection with this man. It was so strong. And I remember talking to Michael about it and being like, yeah, I've met someone. It's really powerful. I'm not sure, you know, what, what to do, but I, I just want to be open and honest and transparent. And, you know, again, like, cool, I'm glad that you met someone. And he shared some people that he had met. And it was really beautiful. It's like we, we shared such deep love, but we were also able to be honest and open and be friends with each other and be honest with each other. And this is probably the first time I've ever been able to feel so able to have this type of a connection with someone I ended up connecting with Matthew and it was another deep, deep, beautiful journey and in a completely different way where I feel like Michael met my soul on layers deeper than I had ever met beyond a lot of words and just on a vibrational energetic level. Matthew met my soul on a very intimately sexual masculine feminine like I really felt so supported and loved and desired by Matthew in a way that I had never felt desired or even worshipped it was like Matthew taught me that I deserved to be worshipped and he taught me so much about my sexuality just by being together and exploring our bodies together and I remember having a whole deep dive month or a month and a half with Matthew and just falling in love with this man and the way that we ebb and flowed together and wow and I remember also still having Michael in my heart I mean, like, you know, I love both of these men. I really, truly do love both of these men. And so differently. And I know Mathieu is going back to France. And, you know, the reality of us being together is very, like, it's probably not going to happen. And if Michael and I choose to be back together again, me loving and having this amazing experience with Mathieu only helped enhance my love for myself, first and foremost. And therefore, the amount of love that I'm able to give to any partner. Because I allowed myself to be loved by another, I allowed myself to love myself even more. And this was the first time where I really realized, like, it is possible to love two different men in different ways. And neither of them takes away from the other. Neither of them is better than the other. And... This was a really powerful experience for me. And so once I started realizing and seeing and having all these experiences of what's possible in open love, I started to commit that I wanted to always remain in open love. And that I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know, I didn't want to say that I was in an open relationship necessarily or polyamorous. I definitely didn't resonate with that term because I feel like a lot of people use that as an opportunity to sleep around and have a permission card to fuck whoever they want. But I knew that I wanted my heart to always remain open. And so I kept saying this, you know, for, for almost two years, I was like, I believe in open love and I want to be in an open container where we can be free to express our desires because realistically, I know that you're going to have desires for other people and so am I. And does that mean that we need to act on it? No. But if something is is reaching you on a vibrational level, on a soul level, 
I don't ever want to hold you back from being able to share that. And I never want to be held back either. Because I know that if I'm fully aligned, my heart is aligned, my sex is aligned, my body is aligned, my energy frequency is aligned, my spirituality is aligned, then any connection I have with anyone is only going to enhance the connection I have with whoever I'm with. And I believe that I can find someone who would meet me there. And I just kept holding that vibration. And I kept telling people how I wanted to relate and how I was ready to relate. And I remember a lot of people being like, oh, that's so idealistic, Amanda. Good job. You know, yeah, have fun with that. And lo and behold, two years later, as I kept holding that vibration, I met someone who was very aligned in the same way as me. Sure, we have different ways of talking about it or relating to it, but the energetic vibrational frequency of what we believe is possible in love is the same. Now, that does not mean that we don't have contractions when the other person is wanting to go on a date with someone else or going to someone else's house and you're sleeping in the bed alone as they're connecting with another lover or off traveling in another country, like having amazing romances with someone else. It doesn't mean that our humanness and our cultural societies and our cultural conditions does not still affect us. It doesn't mean that if we see our partner connecting with someone else that there's not a slight contraction in our belly. But that is the ego. That is a part of the self that we have been so conditioned to believe needs to be protected. And we can easily fall into this old story of owning our partner's love or genitals or hearts or bodies. And so I choose to be in a committed non-monogamous relationship because my consciousness knows what's possible in love. My consciousness knows that when we move beyond the programming and the conditions and the beliefs that Every individual has something so powerful to offer and that people fill us up in different ways. And I've reached a point where I am so energetically tuned in to me and my body and my needs and my desires and I'm connected to spirit and I have a control over my sex and I am embodied in my sexuality, that I am a free being in my sexuality And I don't manipulate others with my sexuality to get what I want. But I also allow my sexuality to be a part of my expression. I'm very sexually open, but I don't sleep with many people. And I've been able to meet humans, souls, people who can see me and feel me and honor me and know where I'm at. And the truth is, is that my partner is very similar. He's also open. But just because he's open doesn't mean that he goes and chooses to fuck around with whoever he wants whenever. We are so on a mission with this world to support couples in being open and honest about their needs and desires and relationships and helping individuals and relationships embody their sexuality. That that is more important to us than going and having all kinds of relationships and having fun 
because we're fulfilled for something beyond ourselves. And that means that if a right time, right place, right person comes in and the person is energetically aligned and aligned with our mission and gives to the, the, the transpersonal, which we're both so deeply committed to serving, then by all means, we're open to allowing that into our container. And there may be times where our container feels more monogamous and it's just us relating. And there may be times where it feels more open. And the most important part is that I know that my vibration and my vibration of love and what I've, what I've cultivated with myself is so high that I will not accept anything less from anyone who comes into my sphere. And I've been, been able to create a reality where I have soul brothers and I'm talking like fucking divine masculine men surrounding me and I'm also sexually attracted to them and they're also sexually attracted to me and we can have conversations deep conversations that allow each other to let each other know where they're at mentally emotionally energetically spiritually and what we desire And because I've had so much integrity around my sexuality and around owning my desires and around my embodiment and and, and pulling in a vibrational frequency that only attracts that high caliber of people into my life, yes, I can have amazing soul brothers where I see you, I love you, I dance with you, I eat breakfast with you, and I can have a romantic, super passionate night of lovemaking with you. And the commitment to my partner, and now this doesn't happen a lot. I mean, these are these 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 brothers are here and they're they're in my sphere in different places around the world. And you know, my partner also has some partners that he has been with and or might be with again in the future. We don't know. But just because I can have these deep, rich, conscious conversations around soul family, who there's also attraction to. It doesn't take away from what I'm sharing with my partner. It doesn't take away from the commitment that I have with my partner. And I think the most important thing is that we're fucking vibrationally aligned. We are. I can feel my partner so deeply and his commitment to what we're doing so deeply. Because it's beyond us. It's beyond the personal. I'm not fulfilling him. He's not fulfilling me. We're fulfilling a mission together that we couldn't do without each other. Because we're choosing to step into the vibration of love that I think many people dream of but they have so many stories preventing them from actually stepping into their truth of what they're ready to fucking receive and say yes to and so the only way to become masters of shifting the paradigm is to become embodied in charting that new territory and it's not easy but someone's got to do it and this is what I choose to stand for And so anybody who's like thinking about monogamy or polyamory and, you know, the stories around what they want, but the beliefs around what they believe they can have, maybe this is an inspiration for you. Like these are real life stories. I mean, I will one day write a romance novel based upon all my stories of divine masculine men fucking showing up for me in ways that I would have never even imagined. I'm blown away by the amount of men powerful strong grounded sexy inspirational men who are in my life and have been in my life in the past three years when I started actually truly showing up for myself it is 
100% your own vibration, what you are doing with your life and how you're honoring yourself or not honoring yourself that attracts the people into your life. And for any woman who has hatred around men or, or is still in their pain body around men, I'm sorry for you in that my heart feels for you and I also want to empower you that you're the only one that can change that. That relationships are our best mirrors. And when you start to do the work and you start to love and honor yourself, because that's the thing, like, oh, I love and honor and worship myself. It is a, a way of living for me. So I'm not going to be with anyone who doesn't love and honor and worship me at the caliber to which I do. Because then I might as well just be with myself because I'm having a good time over here. And it really takes that level of commitment to yourself before you will vibrationally align with somebody who's as committed to themselves, which makes the relationship and the container super committed. So this is my story. And um, yeah, just to be honest, I've been kind of like playing back and forth around, do I want to do the podcast? Do I not want to do the podcast? You know, (sighs) it's been a lot kind of putting out episodes every twice a week you know I think you know one thing that's I'm going to be focusing a lot more on is just really speaking when it wants to come through like tonight not having pressure around it and anytime I hear or receive feedback from you guys those of you who listen about it gives me inspiration I mean I don't I don't make anything this is just a opportunity to share gives me inspiration to to continue to share so please feel free to write in and share and let me know if this resonates or if you have any questions, I'm here and I'm available for you. I hope this was inspiring in some way, shape, or form. I hope this resonated. Thank you so, so, so much. And I will see you next time on this show. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content, and together we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.